Goff's three minutes. Your story. Cause knowledge is. In 1991, fifth grade students filed into their classroom at Waialua Elementary School in Oahu, Hawaii for a math lesson. Their teacher, Mrs. Galbiso, was going outside the box to teach them a childhood game she had learned on the island to improve their math skills. And with that one fateful math lesson, the Pog craze was born. Now the Milk Caps game has been around since at least the early 20s on the Hawaiian island of Maui. Halakala Dairy sold a fruit juice concoction called Passion Fruit Orange Guava, or Pog, in glass bottles. And since the bars were reusable, they would seal them with a small circle of cardboard. Kids began collecting and decorating these milk caps, and a game was born. Now this game wasn't completely original and believed to be based on the classic Japanese card game Minko, where players attempt to flip the other players' cards. Japanese immigrants brought the game to the islands, and it evolved, so to speak, into milk caps. The game's pretty simple. Two people sit down with their caps, and you both put the same amount in, stack them up. Then you take turns using a slammer, or a thicker pog made of plastic, to slam down trying to flip them. The ones you flip, you keep, and then you restack, and your opponent gets a turn. If you are playing for keeps, you got to keep all the ones you flip. After the 1930s, the game died down, in part due to new methods of bottling, and lay in a suspended state until Miss Galbizo brought it out to share with her fifth grade math class in 1991. It took off like wildfire from there, and within a single year, Canadian companies that were producing the milk caps were shipping millions to the islands. By 1993, it had gone global. If you grew up in the early 90s, you'll remember, pogs were everywhere. It was as much collecting them as it was actually playing the game, I had hundreds of them I kept in a shoebox, and to be honest, I don't recall ever playing the game except maybe twice. I'd just take them out, stack them, or just throw them around the room. They came in Happy Meals, at quarter machines, and checkout lines. Banks even offered them when you opened an account. It was really a beautiful marketing idea because you could literally put anything on them and they were collectible. Power Rangers, presidents, sports teams, cartoon characters. And they were so cheap to produce they were practically given away by the handfuls. You could buy sets, but I think most of mine were free in some shape or form. They began taking over schools, and between teachers complaining about distractions and it beginning to look a little too close like gambling, schools began banning them. Pogs were the definition of a fad, as it ended as quickly as it began, and by the mid-1990s the Pog craze was over. At least, until some math teacher in 30 years or so brings in a stack of colored cardboard circles she played with as a kid, to teach her students math skills. Class dismissed. This podcast written, produced, and narrated by Isaac Goff in wild, wonderful Worth County, West Virginia. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. <laughs>